Praise the Lord. It's time for the Saints Perspective with your host, Pastor Brian Edwards. Be blessed as you receive practical principles from the Word of God that will minister to your daily walk of life. Please stay tuned as we listen to the Saints Perspective. Meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Father, we do thank you for this opportunity and privilege to stand before your people. These are your people. This is your church. These are your people. This is your church. These are your people. This is your church. Have your way and speak to their hearts through the word in the name of Jesus. Don't let them see me. Let them hear you in the name of Jesus. Let the word go forth with power. Anoint me. Anoint my words. Anoint this body. Anoint this frame in the name of Jesus. Anoint my mind. Anoint my tongue. Bring everything back to my remembrance. Let me speak prophetically what thus saith the Lord. You will get the glory and honor. Satan, we bind you now. You have no right to be here. We cast you out. In the name of Jesus, you are the defeated foe and God is exalted in the name of Jesus. Come on, say the blood of Jesus over my mind. And Lord, what you will do in this word, you will get the glory and honor and credit in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell your neighbor before you sit down, God has a miracle for you. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Turn with me to Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians twelve and five. Second Corinthians the twelfth chapter, starting at the fifth verse. That experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weakness. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was giving a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You may be seated. I'm also going to read 1 John 5 and 8. 1 John 5 and 8 says in the New King James Version, and there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three 
agree as one. I'll say that again. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. God, grace, and the spirit. God, grace, and the spirit. Can you repeat that after me? God, grace, and the spirit. The concept of time is very interesting to me. When you think of time, you think of an organized way of defining events in the past, present, and future. Time is the indefinite continued progression of existence and events that occur in apparently irreversible succession from the past through the present to the future. In other words, time continues. Time connects the past, present and future in progression. Also, time as we know it is given fairly to all. Are you listening? Time as we know it is given fairly to all. It takes the earth 24 hours to complete a rotation around the sun. So therefore, man has defined a day to be 24 hours. So every living person has 24 hours in a day. But every living person does not define his or her 24 hours the same way. Although given the same amount of time, some people will conclude that I just don't have enough time. While others will conclude that I have time to spare. But yet all are given the same amount of time, so we are given 24 hours a day in a week. In a week, we have what? Seven days. So therefore, we are given 168 hours in a week. Now, if you take the average amount of sleep Americans get a night, uh, the statistics say it would be about eight hours, motherhead. So 56 hours a week is used on sleeping. We sleep 33% of the time. We sleep 33% of the time. So that leaves 112 hours to do what we need to do. Am I right? If you are saved and you are committed to this local church, we are in worship on average Sunday about two hours. If you come to 11 o'clock service, Tuesday about 1.5 hours, Friday about two hours. So if you came Tuesday, Sunday, Tuesday, and Friday, that would be a total of 5.5 hours spent in worship. That's out of the 112 hours left after you got your sleep, you spend less than 5% in worship. Less than 4.9%. Now, if you came to Sunday school, if you came to 8 o'clock service, add another 2.5 hours, if you did that, it would be 7% in 
in worship. 7% spent in worship out of 112 hours, only 7% in worship. Only eight hours of the 112 hours are spent. So in other words, you will spend 93% that divides into work, home, school, training, and recreation. 93% goes into work, home, school, training, and recreation. 7% in worship. 93%. That's out of the 112. I'm not, I'm not including the 33% sleeping. That's another uh, statistic. But out of the 112 hours left, when we are wide awake, 93% of that is spent work, home, school, training, recreation, vacations, travel time. God left you 93% to live your life outside of worship. So I give this presentation on time and conclude to bring to light where our influence really comes from. We must take what we know about God and salvation, Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. It must be incubated and cultivated and nurtured in that 93% of our time. We stay in church too. We somebody said we stay in church too long. Really, seven percent? I'm bored. Really? Hmm. You can't you can't give God seven percent of your week? Really? We must take what we know about God and salvation, and incubate it and cultivate it and nurture it in that ninety three percent of our time given in devotions, time taken. Uh, we must make time to fast, pray. Uh, we must make time to meditate in that 93%. If we are not careful, we can be influenced by a sick and godless society. If you are not careful, you will define God by a worldly dictionary and a worldly encyclopedia because 93% of the time you will have to listen to the world. Most of you work with unsaved co-workers. Some of you live in a home where everyone in the house is not saved. There may be somebody here that you are the only one in the house saved. So you are bombarded by society, this sick world, 93% of the time. And if you add prayer, if you add uh, uh, the little prayer we have on Thursday, uh, it's still less than 10%. Less than 10%. We manage to go to our jobs successfully and live for the Lord. And we are successful living for God because of God. We are successful in Christ because of Christ. We are successful using the power of God because of the Holy Ghost. Our prayers, our fastings, our consecrations, our holy living would be unproductive if not for the grace of God. Come on, say, if not for the grace of God. And our faith in what God can do. Are you hearing me say amen? 
Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by the grace, or for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, not of your holy living, lest any man should boast, not of your, I don't do that, lest any man should boast, I don't do that, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do that, lest any man should boast, it is by the grace of God. I want to declare unto you that we all must stay humble. Humility is needed when we approach the throne of God. When God moves on your behalf, it is God honoring your sacrifice and honoring his word. Anything that God does through you is for his glory. Anything that God allows you to do in his name and on his behalf, it is by the grace of God that he allows it. Come on, say God, grace, and the spirit. God's love resulted in God's grace that was extended to his people and to all sinners that whosoever believeth on the Son of God will be saved and have eternal life. It does not matter how holy you think you are. We needed the grace of God. We still need the grace of God. I don't care how holy you think you are. You're looking at me funny. We needed the grace of God, and we still need the grace of God. Come on, say you need the grace of God. Come on, tell your neighbor, you need the grace of God. Amen. Some of y'all didn't say that because you might y'all think y'all just sealed in and holy and I ain't done nothing wrong in 35 years. If not for the grace of God, we stand by grace. Come on, say we stand by grace. Uh, I uh, found this story by a pastor, Kent Crockett. He said, uh, he tells this story, a pastor was traveling on a bus down a bumpy road Seated next to him was a college student who noticed that the minister was reading his Bible. The minister asked, are you spiritually ready for the temptations that you will face in college? Uh, the, the college student said, I don't have a problem with temptation. The young man told the minister, I have strong willpower. The minister took a pencil from his pocket and said, I can make this pencil stand up on the cover of this Bible, even though the bus ride is bumpy. The young man said, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think you can do it, the college student asked. And the, the minister said, look, I'm doing it. He replied as the young man watched. The young man said, yeah, but you didn't tell me you would hold the pencil up with your hand. The college students, well, the minister said, I didn't have to tell you, the pastor remarked, have you ever seen a pencil stand up on its own without someone holding it? The minister then let go of the pencil, which instantly fell over. The only reason you stand, he continued, is because God is holding you up. If God were to remove his hand 
of protecting grace, we would immediately fall into sin. It is not because of willpower. It is not because you're so spiritual. If not for the grace of God and the power of God. Y'all looking at me funny. We would immediately fall into sin. Humility is depending completely on God. Come on, say humility is depending completely on God. Realizing that he upholds us by his grace. Hallelujah. So I will conclude that the grace of God must be understood by all saints. The grace of God is misunderstood and therefore not properly used. The grace of God is misunderstood. You all think grace of God is if I sin, the grace of God is I can go to God and say he forgives me. That's incomplete. That's very incomplete. Everything you do in salvation for God is by the grace of God. You all didn't know that, did you? Everything you do, every gift you have, everything that God allows you to do in his name is by the grace of God. Y'all looking at me funny. Go to Romans 12. I want everybody to go to Romans 12 because I, I, I'm feeling a cold spirit. Y'all think grace is just if you do something wrong. No, everything you do for God is by the grace of God. If you look at Romans 12 and 3, it says this. If you have the King James Version, let's read it together. For I say what? Wait a minute. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself what? More highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, not a measure, the measure. In other words, everything you do is, is by the grace given unto you. So don't think you're so great when God uses you. I preached a great sermon. I did something. It's by the grace of God. By the grace of God. You need further proof. Okay. Well, giving, go down to verse 6. It says what? Having then what? Gifts differing according to what? According to what? According to the grace that is given to us. Whether prop, in other words, the gifts that you are is is the gift that you have is God allows. It is the grace. So only thing you're doing is I'm walking in the grace of God. I'm ministering in the grace of God. I am living saved because of the grace of God. Come on, say I'm living saved by the grace of God. See, that's why you, you should not live that, that, that uh, I, I, I got some things to work out. I, I, I'm not there yet. I'm still working on me. I can't do that. You can't work on you unless the power of God. Willpower can't do it. Our fasting and our prayers, it's grace allowed. Everything we do is by the grace of God. That's why you tell people, I don't care how young you are, you can live safe. I don't care how old you are, you can live safe. It is by the grace of God. 
we getting this grace or grace is just so if I make a mistake. No, Romans 6 says, should I continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Grace is not to be used just like uh, grace is like what I called a long time ago. Grace is my life insurance policy. Come on, say grace is my life insurance policy. You don't, you don't insure your brand new car and run it into a tree. Amen? Do you, do you insure your brand new car? And so you don't, you, don't get, you don't get the grace of God to say, I can sin. You, you get the grace of God to say, I don't have to sin. Come on, say, it is the grace of God. Come on, say, it is the grace of God. Uh, let, me, let me show you this. Um, um, you know, I've been in the New Testament for the last two years, and for re most of my messages have come from the New Testament. I used to be in the Old Testament a lot. Now, God has me in the New Testament. But, but the grace, the word grace, uh, does not appear, G-R-A-C-E, in the Old Testament. But the word, the Greek word that translates to grace is hares, which which means favor. So, in other words, 79 times in the Old Testament, the word favor is used that means grace. Because the same word in the Greek and the Hebrew that translate to grace and favor is the same word. So, in other words, grace is favor. Come on, say grace is favor. You can look it up. In the old, 79 times he talks about favor. So what is favor? What is grace? It is God being good to you. It is God smiling on you. You're looking at me funny. It is God not judging you like you deserve. He gives you favor. He gave Joseph favor. He gave Moses favor. He gave Abraham favor. That's all grace. Everything they did was out of grace. You are what you are in God because of grace. If you understood that, you wouldn't get mad at the person who got the mic. You wouldn't get jealous because you only pick up the paper. Whatever you do, it's in the grace of God. He didn't have to save you. You should be so, so, so thankful that he saved you that whatever I do for God, Humility. Come on, say humility. Come on, say stay humble. Tell three people, stay humble. I tried to be dignified and done like I had to be myself. Come on, say stay humble. I, I want you to get this. Uh, too much pride. Too much, too much pride. I, I think... I think I'm. I think I'm entitled. Uh, as long as I've been here, uh, they're, they're, I'm entitled. We can't have the new saints against the old saints. The old saints think the new saints shouldn't do anything because I've been here longer. The devil is a lie. We all are saved by the grace. See, I lost a lot of you all now because I stepped on some toes. God will raise up. See, it used to be a time, Elder uh, Dixon, when I was coming up, they didn't have to pay musicians. You know why? Because there was three more in Sunshine Band who could play. And we would all stand around drums and the organ. There'd be a whole line. Now, now because of supply and demand, everybody think 
that I need them and you, or you, they need me or I'm going to hold you high. The Holy Ghost can raise up Brother Devin. The Holy Ghost can raise someone else up. It doesn't need us. You're looking at me funny. In other words, uh, uh, as, as great as my dad was, I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. But I didn't die with him. The church goes on. Come on, say the church goes on. I'm not sitting in a time warp. I'm not draining seven years later. I tear up every time I go fishing. But, but I got to go on. I got to move on. Because Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. If you don't do it, somebody will. Tell your neighbor, if you don't do it, somebody will. Come on, somebody going to walk in their grace. Tell your neighbor, somebody going to walk in their grace. Come on, the grace of God. I need you to understand grace. God bless you. We hope you have enjoyed the Saints Perspective broadcast. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, or if there's an area in your life you would like Pastor Edwards to address, feel free to write us at New Testament Church. The address is 15003 Joy Road, Detroit, Michigan, 48228 or call us at 313-582-1610. Again, that number is 313-582-1610. To learn more about our ministry, you may visit our website at www.NewTestamentChurchDetroit.org. So until next week, we say unto you, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Sponsored by New Testament Church. This is Pastor Emery Moss Jr., your friendly neighborhood apologist. Tune in to Bible Talk weeknights at 6 on Faith Talk 1500. What a great event it was on Thursday. The 10th annual Faith Talk 1500 Pastors Appreciation Luncheon. Metro Detroit's pastors filled the room at the beautiful Detroit Yacht Club on Belisle to hear Pastor Doug Schmidt, the senior pastor of Woodside Bible Church in Troy, deliver a message of pastoral courage. So what's it going to be, folks? We can wish for the good old days, but I think the good old days of ministry are right now, and this is our time. This is what God has called us to be. But more than anything, we need the courage for the new challenges of ministry. Many thanks to our guests and all of our event sponsors, and especially to Moody Theological Seminary, Michigan, who make this annual treat of encouragement and fellowship possible. We appreciate our local pastors and all that they do. The Pastor Appreciation Luncheon from Faith Talk 1500. Hi, this is Chris Brooks, campus dean of Moody Theological Seminary, Michigan campus. And I want you to take a moment to meet some of the world-class professors that make Moody, Michigan a special place to learn and grow. I'm Gene Mayhew, professor of Old Testament and Semitic Studies. At MTS, uh, the student will get the academic and also will get the practical. 